Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you, you know, as bad a day as you can have or not have, I get really fired up when I see that, when I hear that music, you know, like it really, it really gets the, uh, gets the juices flowing. Uh, welcome to any Patreon peeps out there. Um, you are watching the Google Hangout, the exclusive Google Hangout, which kind of gives you a feed behind the scenes. So we, we welcome all those uh, people. Um, if you don't know by now that we are on Patreon, if you don't even know what Patreon is, uh, Patreon is a crowdfunding website for artists, podcasters like myself. Um, it's a way to support the show and help us grow and, and do like super ridiculously awesome things going forward. So um, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Check out our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Secrets of the Sire. So, I mean, for anybody out there who uh, basically, you know, no one's going to have a great day, right? Everyone's going to have a different kind of day. Uh, today was obviously one of those days for me where, you know, just in my in my day job besides being an awesome podcaster see now this would be the day job if patreon takes off see that's and that's you know what we are um what we're all hoping for of course but my day job i do website design and it's just one of those days where you know clients are asking for this and and that and this and you know it, it, it becomes it can be a little frustrating there's no question about it but uh what's nice is we get to come here every wednesday night 8 p.m. Eastern, TalkingAlternative.com. Get to wipe any of that away. And that goes for all the listeners, too. I'm sure you got your bosses. I'm sure you got your annoying coworkers. I know uh, my wife's previous job, she was definitely of that mindset. So another thing, too, we're bringing back the Periscope. We're doing the Periscope feed again. Um, I actually, it's funny, we did the Periscope feed. We couldn't do the Periscope feed a couple weeks ago. And I basically uh, was like, okay, that's fine. I actually kind of liked it because, you know, we would keep getting, we'd get a lot of people on Periscope that would, that would get us. And you can, you can go in Periscope. It's at Michael underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. It's me. I'm your host. And we get a lot of those uh, people coming in and chiming in. And, you know, in a way it was kind of distracting. So that one week where I didn't have it, I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of nice. And then I, we brought it back the week after and I was like, holy cow. Uh, you know, it's definitely all these people, rapid fire comments. And, you know, the thing is, I actually love the interaction though. And that's why we're bringing it back today. We're bringing it back today because I love the interaction. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, again, we talk about comics, movies, TV, music, pop culture at large every week here, talkingalternative.com. But, you know, the, the comments back and forth, some of them would be like, why do you have a microphone? It's like, well, dude, I'm doing a live radio show. So I try to, you know, I try to, uh, I try to be as, as, as clear in my description as possible, live radio show and podcast, although I did not do that tonight because we were in a rush trying to get our, our banner up. And again, you could watch all this stuff on the live feed. So, um, so yeah, go to patreon.com and, uh, and help support us. But uh, all right, so we have a lot to talk about. We have, we're going to go full anime. We're going to actually do an entire segment devoted to nothing but anime. So we, have, we got uh, Deborah Crane from uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, she's one of the ADR writers. Now, it's ADR, I was looking this up. You know, originally when I met her, it was, you're a writer, it's great. I just kind of assumed, like, you're a writer for Sailor Moon. But what she does is actually a combination of voice acting and writing, and it's like, it's actually really, really neat. So I'm really excited to have her on her, and she's going to educate me, even though she's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as skilled in the uh, anime world as, as some others, as, as the otaku, the super fans." And I'm like, "I don't even know what the hell that is." I'm like, "Just show me some, just tell me some good stuff to do." Now we have our own expert in the in the house here, which is Sam Leibowitz. Uh, he is my trusty engineer, but uh, he was with a company called Media Blasters a long time ago. Uh, well, maybe not that long, but I mean, you know. Well, actually, I guess I guess it's been up there now been about 16 well okay 16 years is officially a long time ago because 16 years i was the ripe age of 20 and uh, i hadn't even graduated college yet so yes 
See, this is yeah. <laughs> so we got a great show, but we're gonna we're gonna lead off with uh, with what we've been kind of talking about. Now you know we we lead up to the show all week long. I post a lot of news articles. I write news articles. Uh, post stuff again. More exclusive, in-depth stuff on the Patreon page. So if you really, really want to get into it, go to the Patreon page. If you like kind of casually getting into it, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, S-I-R-E. Same thing with, um, you know, just the website in general, secretsofthesire.com is a great hub for all this stuff as well, too. And the big news, obviously, was that they have an interracial Mary Jane in the new Spider-Man Homecoming. And that alone, and obviously, look, this is great because every time there's like a dull moment or we just don't know what to talk about, you know, uh, Sam and I were actually kind of talking. Again, you could check this out on the live feed. Uh, We were talking and and Sam's like, you know, you were going to talk about old man Logan last week, but you didn't. And it's like, boy, by the time it gets around to like a week later, old man Logan was like Wednesday and Thursday. We'll talk about it a little bit today just just to satiate anybody who was dying to know it at that point. Um, You know, the news cycle, just something else picks up. And this this story has so many layers to it that it's it's a it's it's a great thing to talk about and it's and it's great for a couple reasons. One, this is Johnny Storm all over again for a lot of people, right? A lot of Twitter people posting stuff saying, you know, this is just as bad as as a Black Johnny Storm. You know, why are you redoing Black Johnny Storm? Someone actually mentioned to you, I don't exactly know who it is. I would give you a shout out otherwise. Um, and they said I would have no problem with a Black Johnny Storm. I just don't understand why they had a White Sue Storm. You know, and then, uh, but then somebody else suggested this. Actually, might have all happened on Facebook or Twitter. I'm not even sure, but you know, then somebody else suggested. But then they'd have an interracial uh, Reed Richards Sue Storm relationship if they did that. And now, and at that point, you're just you're just pushing all the buttons. So uh, there's there's definitely that, and there's definitely that aspect to it. Um, interracial Mary Jane, she's. This is going to sound terrible, and I'm actually I was debating about talking about this and how do I approach this because look, at the end of the day. I say things that are not necessarily going to be uh, people, you know, welcome at Zadke, um, that people are not going to necessarily agree with, uh, especially, look, I, look, I don't care what anybody says, like social media, social media specifically, very left-wing, extreme left-wing, extreme liberal, mainly because everybody, or actually, okay, actually, I'll take that back. It's extreme, right? There's no in the middle in social media because you're either, you're either pushing someone's buttons or you're yelling at somebody. It's always extreme opinions one way or the other, right? You're not, you're, there's no, there's no in between on that. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Zendaya is a light skin. She's half white, half black. She can pull off like the red hair and still kind of look like Mary Jane. And again, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to say, but at the end of the day, like if it was Lupita Nyong'o, like if they cast her as Mary Jane, I think there'd be a bigger uproar. And it definitely would be about race, but it would be such an in-your-face difference that I think it would be too jarring for fans, like longtime fans. I think that in general, it just would be, right? So there's actually pictures of, of Zendaya with red hair, and she has the hair color up there. It's actually, she, I mean, it's awesome. It, 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 she's a, she's a great-looking actress. Um, she's, she looks like she'd be a lot of fun. She, as long as she's got red hair, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm actually 100% fine with it. Because to me, that's... Mary Jane. Mary Jane's red hair, right? Kirsten Dunst was really not a great choice either, right? She's blonde, but they dyed her hair red. Great. She's Mary Jane. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. Doesn't matter what what skin color she is. Again, if she was a darker, if it was Lupita Nuango, I don't know. Maybe that would be too jarring at that point. But maybe if she had red hair, that's all it would, that's all it would take. 
So in a way, you're not necessarily messing up an iconic character um, by making it interracial, but it is definitely something to think about. The other thing people started saying, you know, the term now is race swapping. So there is an actual term out there now. Um, it became a hot term, you know, for many to, to be found either to be, you know, it's look, it's either a racist term um, or it's a real issue, you know, when it comes to, you know, recasting diversity in comic book movies like the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming, right? So we don't know, you know, uh, the way I look at, and I kind of said this on the Facebook page a little bit too, the way I look at these Marvel movies though, look, this is the ultimate universe. And for anybody who is unfamiliar with that in comic book lingo, the ultimate universe was Marvel's relaunch of their main universe in 2000, um, taking all of the favorites that you had. You had Spider-Man, you had, you know, they didn't call them the Avengers, it was the Ultimates, and you had Captain America, and you had the X-Men, but it was retold as if it started in the year 2000, um, and, you know, you had all your familiar faces, the familiar tropes, but people would do it in a different way, people would react in a different way, um, you know, some storylines wouldn't go the same, like really good stuff. So they had that side by side with the 616 Marvel Universe, which is what they call it. And so if you liked your old school X-Men 30 years of continuity, you had your 616. If you like your, you know, if you like seeing new takes on on uh, on old old time characters, you had your ultimate universe. To me, the Marvel Universe, the Marvel movie universe, is exactly that. It's an ultimate universe. Uh, so you have a black Spider-Man in there. You have Miles Morales, who's also supposed to be half Hispanic, but he really doesn't really come across that way in terms of um, in terms of the character. He's basically, to me, he's black. But again, you have a black Spider-Man in that. You have, you know, you have a a, a, a Captain America who's not the shiny Boy Scout in the Ultimate Universe, or at least you know this is going back to when it was first around. I mean, obviously, there's been so many iterations since. Um, but you have these these variations, and you, you can have these variations in the movies. Now, look, the movies also have to kind of be a blend of the 616, and they have to be a blend of the um, of the Ultimate Universe. They have to, you know, they kind of have to have new spins off of old takes, but at the same time keep themselves iconic so that you do recognize them. At the end of the day, I have a, a buddy of mine at Marvel, and, you know, he deals with a lot of the, um, you know, advertisers coming in and and you know if they want to rent out those characters for different you know advertisers those advertisers are like no we want like we want white <laughs> captain america we want white iron man we want like green hulk we want you know we don't want the the all new you know all diverse line of of marvel we want these iconic characters to line up and sell our products so you know again it's 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 definitely a blend and it's definitely something but i would say this as long as she's got red hair I'm okay with it. I really am. Now, there was an article, though, posted on grunge.com. Now, this one, this one opened up a whole other can of worms, and this is something that we'll talk about throughout the show. Like I said, we have a great guest coming up. Her name's Deborah Crane. She's a writer on Sailor Moon Crystal. She's going to talk. She's going she's gonna to edumacate us on anime. It's going to be great. Sam can edumacate us as well. Basically, just edumacate me, um, you know, in general. I mean, I, I'm aware because I'm just, you know, of the... Of this entire like industry and it's great, but at the same time, it is fantastic to uh, to to have a uh, an expert, so to speak. Even though she does not claim to be an expert, but it's it's great to have experts talking about what they know best. So uh, we're, we're actually really looking forward to that article on grunge. Okay, and this post this was posted prior to the Mary Jane casting announcement, though, and in insinuating that there's something far more sinister at foot with Zendaya being cast. See now again, there's two issues, right? 
race swapping, that's one thing. Taking a character that was white and making them interracial or making them black or making them Chinese or whatever the case is. And we'll actually get into the Doctor Strange. Um, a former guest of ours, Do- Tom Hutchinson, actually had a great comment and said, you know, why is it, why is it whitewashing when Tilda Swinton replaces a, a, an Asian character? Now, mind you, she replaced an Asian male. So I guess they figured that, you know, one would offset the other. Um, but the Zendaya casting... They said there's something more sinister is the fact that, okay, originally Zendaya was cast as someone named Michelle. Now, they were called, she was called Michelle so that people wouldn't realize or people wouldn't know exactly what to, you know, call her, right? Like, uh, you know, they don't want anybody to know that she's playing Mary Jane, so they call her Michelle, right? But the Grunge article basically said that, look, this is a Disney star that is basically getting her own, like, is Disney kind of pulling the strings, being like, no, you need, you need to cast her because she's our meal ticket. She's our next, you know, I mean, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake. She's our next, like, Disney star, uh, you know, our next Hannah Montana that we're going we're gonna to cash in on and we want her in. So we're going to deal with that. A whole lot more. We've got Invincible Iron Man. Again, shout out to Tom Hutchinson for uh, getting me that article that the Invincible Iron Man is with starring Riri Williams. Riri is going to be doing something a little different than what was originally planned. So we got that to talk about as well, too. But coming up next, we've got Sailor Moon Crystal writer Deborah Crane. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture every week. Gets turned into a podcast as well, at Creepsy Crespi. Just joined us as well, too. Uh, See, I love the Periscope feed. I really do. And I also dislike it because the uh, previous person was like, go F yourself. See, those are the wonderful comments we get on Periscope. Every once in a while, it's like, I do do chime them out, and I do phase them out, and I keep my point going and keep my point rolling, but it's like... It's like, well, 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 why? Why are you just so mean to me? We're, we're doing a podcast. This will be on iTunes. Of course, I guess I didn't, well, I didn't get a chance to name the guy or, or girl that, that said that to me. So, um, But we welcome all our Periscope peeps. We welcome our Facebook peeps. Uh, we want people to know that Secrets of the Sire is also on audible.com. Uh, you can get 
a 30-day free trial, audibletrial.com slash secrets of the sire. You got 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Audible.com. That's what you're looking for. Slash Secrets of the Sire. Again, this is Secrets of the Sire, so if you guys don't know by now exactly where to find us, um, then I, I need to try harder. All right, I want to welcome our guest tonight is Deborah Crane. Deborah? Hello. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm happy to have you here. You are going to educate us. The, Little backstory too. We met at San Diego Comic Con about a month ago. Um, we yeah. met through some mutual friends. Uh, so immediately, as, as soon as I hear Sailor Moon, I'm like, "All right, she is going to be an expert. She's gonna she's gonna educate me. She's gonna she's gonna this is this is all right. We're gonna do a full anime episode. By the way, Deborah Sam, our engineer, uh, like I said, used to work for Media Blasters or used to what did you used to run Media Blasters? Used to own it. He used to own Media Blasters. So oh, used to own Media Blasters. Yeah. So he's a, he, Part owner. He was a part owner there. So yeah. So he was a he was a big wig back then, and um, he uh, so he was getting very excited. And then I email you, and I'm like, hey, I need you to tell me what I should be doing. You're like, oh, you're ah, I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert. I'm like, no, you're gonna know way more than I'm like. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna know like a million times more things. I know of things. I don't know where to go. So I, I am relying well, this, on well, you. This may be true, but. Just like there are in any, like there's, you know, Whovian nerds and there's Star Wars. And there's, there's people, there are people that know so much more about anime. So that's why I just have to preface it with, despite the fact that I uh, work in the industry, I'm actually a fairly recent convert to anime. I sort of only rediscovered it again in my adulthood about seven years ago. So. That is like seven years more experience than I'm ever gonna have. So you're 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 <laughs> like take take like a fraction of that, and you're gonna be you're gonna be in good shape. But all right, well let me ask you let me ask you a couple questions here because I was I was fascinated. I was reading your resume. I was reading your website. Uh, you know all this stuff. It describes <laughs> my, you as an, my website that's under construction indefinitely. Is it really now? Oh well, I don't know. I I liked it. I, I checked it out. I thought it was good. I mean, I, I design websites by day, so. Um, you're an ADR scriptwriter for Sailor Moon Crystal and some yeah. other animes as well. Can you tell the audience? Because to me, I was doing some some total research on this, and I was like, "Wow, this is a, this is a totally I had no idea this even occurred kind of thing." And it was like really really cool. So why don't you tell the audience what that is and and what exactly you do with that? Well, so basically, ADR is additional dialogue recording, mm-hmm. and um, what I tell people is I try and write anime or write projects to make them not sound like the Godzilla dub of the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have to, you know, match the mouth movements, match lip flap, um, and generally make sense in English. Now, are you actually also supplying the voices, or is that somebody else? No, that's done by iWrite. So the dubs will come, or the, the video files will come in from Japan. I've mm-hmm. also worked with um, projects from China and from Korea, and uh, those will come in with original language track, and mm-hmm. I write the English language scripts for English language voice actors. Okay. So, um, and it's really because the animation and things are already done, it's a little bit tricky because not sure. only do I have to keep the feel of the poor emotion of a line and the poor information of a line or an episode or a series, I have to make it something that sounds natural coming out of the voice of an American, and that also would make sense to an American audience. So there are a lot of idioms and idiosyncrasies and cultural things, and so I also just have to take take something that was created for another culture and make it accessible to an American English-speaking audience. 
Gotcha. So now, was there anything off the top of your head, and and you have you have the entire segment to think about this, but is there was there any ones that struck out that like kind of jumped out to you where you're like that would make absolutely no sense in English, and and what did you do to kind of overcome that challenge? Well, not no sense in English, but um, something that well, for example, so there was a, an idiom that I ran into where they're talking about oh he's as thin as a bean sprout. Versus in the U.S., we'd say he's as skinny as a rail. Okay. Okay. So that's one. Um, let's see. In in Sailor Moon Crystal. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a harder. This is a harder to talk about story. It's not a simple one. But there was a little bit of a, an electric complex going on with one of the characters okay. that also involved some time warping. Mm-hmm. And. So this little girl character kind of turned evil and then made some serious passes that the younger version of her father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's adult anime. I like that. That's the um, HBO version. So, but I, I had to, in the, the Japanese version, they sort of got off the why of it a little bit quicker. And I argued, I'm like, no, I've sort of got to explain the root of all this in the episode where they're like, uh, they're having the big fight and they're hashing out why these things are happening. I was like, I have to get to the root of all this. It's not really, she doesn't really want to make it with her father. It's that (laughs) she has has an electric complex and it's about, um, it's about that the daughter she needs, that it's about that she feels inferior. Her mom is is a queen you know, she's basically, she has become basically a god, and it was, the whole point was it was an inferiority complex that led to, well, if I can't be, you know, I'm not good as I am. So she was going to try and be her mom, including having her mom's husband. So, <laughs> so that was the root of the problem, and so that's sort of why I was like, all right, I'm going to take a little bit more time to develop this so that we see it's an inferiority complex, because American audiences... Wow. Okay. So let me ask you a question too. How do you even get involved in this kind of work to begin with? Because you have like, I mean, I, like again, I know, I know you were very down on your on your website, but I liked it, and your resume was good. And I was like, all right, she's done all these these things. How did you break into this industry? Um, I I sort of fell into it by by accident. As I said, I knew a little bit of anime from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but uh, when I was uh, in school studying screenwriting at UCLA. Uh, John Lasseter brought, actually, you want to talk about people who know nothing about anime. If you know absolutely nothing about anime, have never seen anything before, I highly, highly recommend the movies of Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. Um, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, Castle in the Sky, Kiki's Delivery Service. He's basically the Walt Disney of Japan. Okay. And actually was recently given a lifetime Oscar to verify that. That would... um, well, so I was just studying and at school, and Turner Classic Movies had a film festival, and John Lasseter, the head of Pixar, brought all of the Miyazaki movies, even some of the ones that had not been reported yet into English, okay. uh, to this film festival. And it took place not far from UCLA. Our teacher encouraged us to go to watch it, and I was absolutely mesmerized. Um they're just, not only are they really artistic films, but they're just, they're unlike anything else 
uh, if you've never seen anything but American animation, they're just unlike anything else you've ever seen animated. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sweeping landscapes, really cool colors, and for me, what I really what I liked was the you could get into the science fiction or fantasy aspect, and to do that with a live action movie, it's nowadays you're talking about uh, you know the Marvel movies and things earlier. You're talking about at least a hundred million dollar movie. Sure. Um, versus uh, animation is made on a, a lot less money, and so there's a lot more of it. And uh, I just I was being told in my program, you know, oh, you know, you're going to have to start out writing these like slice of life independent movies. Sure, and right. I was just like. No, I don't. I don't want to. I want to write. I. This is what I love. I love science fiction and mm -hmm. fantasy and big stories and uh, kind of just amazing titles. And so, I. Always, that's what I had an interest in anime. And actually, my favorite anime film is one of Hayao Miyazaki's. It's Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Uh, the first time I watched it, I had to think. I watched it two or three times in a row. And uh, just by happenstance, I was looking up. There was only one name I didn't recognize in the cast, uh, in the voice acting cast. And I looked up that actor, and he happened to be teaching. <laughs> wow. So I took, I took one of his classes. Uh, actually, first I took a voice acting class. But then I sort of announced what I was there. I'm like, well, I feel a little out of place, but I, you know, because uh, I'm a writer, but I'm taking a voice acting class. He's like, oh, well, I also teach the ADR writing, and so that's sort of how it all started. Wow, okay, so then uh, um, that was your connection into it then, was uh, was, was kind of that way. But uh, how did you get your first opportunity then? Well, so I got my first opportunity. Again, uh, that, that voice actor, uh, some friends of his had written a new book about voice acting, and were having a launch party, and they'd asked him to bring some of his students this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got there again, he knew my teacher, his name is Kristen Freeman, uh, classes are awesome. Um, but so Kristen knew I wanted to be a writer and we were going to this, to the party, uh, for the launch of the voice acting book. And he pointed across the room and he said, okay, if you want to see who I think is the best ADR script writer in the business, it's that guy over there. And he pointed, uh, again, uh, one of the seminal, if you've never seen any anime other than the Hayao Miyazaki movies, there's, there's three things if you've never seen any anime that you really need to start with. Okay. There's the Hayao Miyazaki movies, actually Sailor Moon, not to toot my own horn, we'll see you in the original <laughs> version. Um, and Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop um, is great, yes. I've, I've seen, I haven't, well again, I haven't watched anything, but I know of all these titles, so this is... Uh, exactly, that's, that's my whole point, is even people who don't know about anime have heard of these, have heard of these titles. And so he points across the room, he points this guy, he's like, that's the guy who wrote Cowboy Bebop. Oh, wow. And so, and um, I... Actually, it was interesting. I, <laughs> speaking of media blasters, um, I had been trying to actually get... I trying to break myself into the industry and uh, there was a media blasters title that they had that I really really wanted to write for mm -hmm. and um, I you know but because I had come from the world of screenwriting and they didn't really know well how have you learned to ADR write 
um, you know, they didn't really know I could do it. And so I made a student film to show them that, you know, hey, I can write to picture. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get that Media Blasters title, but I sent it to, after meeting Mark uh, Handler at a party, the guy who is the, writer, the uh, English script writer for Cowboy Bebop, um, I just I sent that film after I was done to him because he said, oh, I'll be happy to give you some feedback. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so I sent it to him and I said, yeah, I said, you know, I made this film and I wasn't able to get, you know, the, the job that I sort of made it to get, but maybe you could give me some feedback so I can tweak it. Mm-hmm. And I wrote to him and he's like, well, I'll hire you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. And I mean, that wasn't even what I was looking for. And so that's sort of how it happened. And I'm actually sort of still working on projects with Mark to this day. Wow. We're talking with Deborah Crane. She's uh, one of the ADR writers on Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, this one's from Sam. How, does, how do you deal with the purist fans who want a, you know, a direct translation of the Japanese? I mean, it, it actually really depends on the show. Um, and I had a great producer of mine on a different project describe it to me differently. The purest fans that want a direct translation, that feel like the height of um, the keeping it close to the subtitles is, you know, they're looking more for the cultural experience mm-hmm. of watching a Japanese show. And that's where, you know you will sometimes put more of the honorifics, like, uh, you know, Chan or Sama on the end of things. Mm -hmm. You'll use terms uh, like senpai, that sort of means uh, senpai and kohai, and forgive my pronunciation, I I see these things written more than I say them. Um, uh, But uh, senpai and kohai are terms sometimes used in high school shows talking about upperclassmen versus lowerclassmen. So... Sort of uh, your mentor upperclassman. Um, but see, for anybody who's watching me right now, I'm I'm just like I am just amazed because of the like the intricacies and the stylistic things that you have to keep. It's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Like it's really incredible well, that, and, and that you even know these that's things. In certain, that's in certain shows. And when I actually and with Sailor, when I got the the, the uh, call to write Sailor Moon Crystal, I was very nervous. It's a purist fan because it is such a legacy title mm-hmm. and it has such a following. And I'm just like, I have to do this right. Um, and so I absolutely, I went not only using the, so someone will, will give me a raw translation because I don't speak Japanese. Okay. And so I, so I work with that, but also I opened, because that particular series is so close to the manga, I actually also wrote every episode of that with the manga in hand. Okay. Um, you know, just trying to to also go back to the original source. And I spent hours researching and, you know, looking up details on mm-hmm. the wiki. Who is related to whom and what are the exact names of um, items and objects of the show and things like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I even there's 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 a, an arcade that they go to and I even make sure I looked up the, the owner of the arcade. <laughs> It's it's um, that kind of research which I I, I applaud and and as a, as a as a fellow writer too I mean I write comics and but it, you know I always found like when I'm just like you really have to have interest in the subject I, I I mean I can write anything I always say but the stuff that I write best is stuff I'm interested in I would just it would just be such a daunting task for me so I applaud you on the one end for doing the for doing the research and then two it's just 
again, just really, really incredible because this is like a completely. It's it's funny. It's like a anime is like you're like distant cousins, right? I mean, of of, of comics and animation and stuff like that, yes. like American stuff. You know, you're just literally cousins. You know. Yes, absolutely. So and the yeah. cool thing about anime is there's all these different types of it. You mm-hmm. have, um, you know, stuff that is that is made for children, and you have all the way up to they actually make anime pornography. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> See that I knew actually that, that one I, that was pretty good. I was pretty well versed in that one actually. <laughs> <laughs> but just but yeah, but writing Sailor Moon though the reason I I went and I did all that research is because. I looked at some of the translation, I'm like, to, if I stick exactly to what this translation says, it's gonna, you know, the, the hardcore anime fans will be happy, but Sailor Moon is one of those things that I think can broach, or can, can bridge the gap between people who are fans, but also people who don't know anything, and it can kind of be a gateway anime. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure sentences sounded natural in English and that there were enough American concepts. And so that's how I balanced it. Is I absolutely threw myself into my, my research and I put in all as many details as I could and tried to get that right for so that the fans of the show would be really happy with it. And I absolutely kept the emotion of, of everything and the four characters um, the same. Um, I, in fact, I even tried to, uh, to develop the Sailor Moon Crystal is so short compared to the old, the classic Sailor Moon series. Yeah. So I didn't have, there's a whole bunch, there were uh, four extra characters that you don't have a lot of time to develop. Mm-hmm. And so I really tried to make every line for them count and, and develop their character so that the actors had something to chew on and so that you could see the characters shine through. I hope I did okay. People have been saying good things about Sailor Moon Crystal. I mean, I see. So far, so good. I mean, I definitely look around. Everything seems to be, you know, very positive. What season are you guys in Sailor Moon Crystal right now? So they uh, they recently just finished season three in Japan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, the thing about anime is lots of stuff is, is, even though it comes out in Japan, everything involving the English stuff is very hush-hush. Mm-hmm. I kind of can't talk about the new season right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right, we got 30 seconds. What are the projects do you have brewing, and where can people get a hold of you? So um, you can find me on Twitter at, at devcrane.com. Or sorry, at, <laughs> at, at dev underscore crane. Uh, you can also find me at my new website at www.devcrane.com. Um, I... Wrote uh, a movie recently that came out in theaters this past May uh, called Project Vito's Harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, the exact, almost the exact opposite of everything Sailor Moon Crystal, which is very pink and uh, very female oriented. Even though actually Harmony had a badass protagonist, mm-hmm. um, it's a very, very dark morality play about, uh, you know, when governments and the obsession with health and conformity has run them up, um, and it's, uh, it's it's also a really cool detective story uh, about the main character trying to find out why um, uh, suddenly fifteen hundred people uh, simultaneously committed suicide. Oh wow! 
That's very that's yeah. very light um, fare. Very like very cheery. Very like very. That's really really light. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Deborah, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I really appreciate it. And I and again, I I. I just even just doing the research to, to for this for this uh, interview was just, just eye opening to see all the, uh, the the different stuff uh, kind of like I said juxtaposed to what I do and what I'm more familiar with. So uh, we'll have you back on again. Love to have you on again. Definitely, thank you. It's been a been a pleasure. I can talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's Deb Crane, everybody. Thank you so much. We will be uh, back again in a little bit. We're going to be talking about. Spider-Man Homecoming, Zendaya being cast as Mary Jane when we return. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. Talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, and anime. See, we're, we're very inclusive to all this. Uh, we do this every Wednesday night, TalkingAlternative.com. gets turned into a podcast. We're on iTunes. Uh, just look up Secrets of the Sire. You can look up my name, host Michael Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. like Dolce Gabbana, but not related to those people, because otherwise I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I'd be pretty rich right now, kind of resting on my parents' laurels or my grandparents, whoever the hell. You know, made that up. Um, we uh, want to thank Deborah Crane. She was the uh, writer on Sailor Moon Crystal for kind of educating me anyway. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny. A, a flood of things have kind of returned. I did see Akira a long time ago. It was very good. I, and I know it doesn't quite count, but Voltron was one of my favorites back in the day. Voltron was just, I mean, it was, when, when Lance died in Voltron, that was like the single most jarring thing for a six-year-old that could ever be because it's the first time you're actually like, w- w- what do you mean he died? Like, no one dies? Like, what is this? And, and I remember that. It was like it really, really uh, hit me way back in the day, too, when, when that happened. So, um, we, you know, love to hear your thoughts on anime, manga. What should I be reading? What should I be watching? Um, I'm always open to new stuff. I won't ever get to it, but, you know. But chime in anyway. Um, we were talking earlier about a couple things. One thing we were talking about was our Patreon.com page. Patreon is a website for creative people like yours truly, uh, podcasters, radio show hosts, whatever you want to name it. Um, it's your chance to kind of get in on the ground floor, support the show, help us grow, and get some really cool things like the conversation Sam and I had uh, during the commercial break, which you can only get uh, on an exclusive Google Hangout feed that I will send you if you're a Patreon um, 
person. So a backer. So, you know, join patreon.com slash secrets of the sire and uh, get in on the ground floor. We were talking about Zendaya uh, at the beginning of the show. That's the big to do this week. The, uh, you know, once again, the race swapping that's going on in Marvel movies and Marvel comics and the diversification, which, again, it's not the end of the world. Um, But look, people are going to take umbrage to it. Fans are going to take umbrage to it because... Look, it's not the person that they originally knew. It's not the character they originally knew. It's it's somebody a little different. I like to think of it as like the ultimate universe, so I don't take offense to things like that. When they cast a black Johnny Storm, I didn't care. Um, I actually thought that was kind of neat. A, because there was two Fantastic Four movies before that. That's first of all. Second of all, same thing with Spider-Man. There was an entire look. I almost look at the Sam Raimi trilogy as the 616 Marvel Universe. I look at Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and and I quickly hope to forget them. And then I look at Spider-Man Homecoming as kind of like this ultimate universe. So if there's an interracial character, I'm not really that worried. What I am worried about is this article that Grunge posted. And they basically said that Zendaya being cast... First, this is before she was cast as Mary Jane. This is when her character was called, quote-unquote, Michelle. So as a Disney Channel mass-manufactured media-friendly mini-star... Zendaya is inex- inexorably propelled by overeager Disney executives towards her next endeavor. So they've insinuated her into a Marvel blockbuster, into the Marvel blockbuster cinema universe. She probably didn't earn this role for her acting talents. She's there because she's a product to be placed. It's not long before we'll get to experience the sweet life of Hulk and Cody. And I thought that was pretty biting, and I thought that was really great, and I'd like to take credit for it, but I didn't write that. Um, keep getting people on Periscope saying our audio is rough. I apologize. We're a live radio show, so I'm not sure exactly. Maybe you can, maybe Sam can tinker behind the scenes and get the audio a little a little lower into that. Or maybe not. I don't know. Can't help you. Um, that's why you should be listening to TalkingAlternative.com. See, that would be even better. But we'll tinker behind the scenes. Keep chiming in if, uh, if it gets better or worse. It's always good to hear. Facebook people, if you can chime in as well, too. Um, you can always stream us on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. And we'll play the video back, and we'll see what we can do next week. We always do better. We're technically challenged here, but we love it. Um, but, yeah, so it, the thing that bothers me is, look, look at what happened with DC, right? I mean, you had Warner Brothers. I actually just watched the uh, Batman v Superman Honest trailer. Um, which is hilarious. Have you ever seen Sam's looking at me confused? The Honest Trailer is uh, ScreenJunkies.com. You go to their go to their YouTube page. Screen Junkies is hilarious. They basically do what they call an Honest Trailer for the movie, and they kind of break down the movie and tell you what they really think, and uh, do it in such a really really like awesome way. The Honest Trailer for Game of Thrones is amazing. There's there's they just did Deadpool. Deadpool actually guest starred on his own Honest Trailer because Deadpool is all about breaking the fourth wall, so it was it, it kind of fit. Um, but you look at you look at what DC kind of, you know, and what Zack Snyder kind of had to deal with, which was people kind of meddling with his creation in a way, right? I mean, again, and I, and I do credit the, the Honest Trailer, yes, he basically wanted to direct a Batman movie, and that's kind of what Batman v Superman was. It was more like a, a Batman movie in it, but he basically had to now juggle the entire Justice League movie, the franchise, he had to introduce Wonder Woman, he had to introduce like seven other characters, he had to do like all these things in one movie. Why? Because Warner Brothers wanted to catch up to Marvel, right? So in a sense, they didn't really say, let's leave this filmmaker to make what this filmmaker wants to do, Uh, let's influence him, let's kind of insinuate our agenda in there. And that's what kind of worries me. Not the fact that Zendaya is an, is an interracial character. Again, just make sure she's red hair. If she has red hair, she'll be good. 
we're all good. But she's kind of being planted there by Disney. That has me concerned. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple of thoughts when we return um, regarding the fan reaction. There's actually, it was great when we started posting about it. We had immediate reaction back and forth. And um, we'll talk about it more when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back. We are wrapping up another hour. I mean, this is this is great. If you like what we do here, we do this every week. Secrets of the Sire. We talk movies, comics, TV, pop culture, and anime. We're gonna throw that in there now. It's, that's that's it. We as soon as we have a guest on, we can uh, we can we can officially uh, rope it into what we kind of do. Um, but if you like to do more and, and you like to see the show grow, go to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Secrets of the Sire. Donate as little as a quarter a show. You know, throw a quarter. Can't, can't beat that, really. And you get access to a whole bunch of cool behind-the-scenes things. There's a, uh, an exclusive feed for the podcast. There's going to be exclusive videos, exclusive um, recap. I do it every... I, I say I do it every Monday, but I might even start doing it every Friday. An exclusive in-depth recap. Um, some cool little conversations. There's a lot of great stuff that's going on. So if you love the show and want to see it grow and get bigger and bigger, then uh, go to our Patreon.com page. All right, a lot of, um, a lot of feedback on Zendaya... Being cast as Mary Jane, uh, James Donovan had posted, don't care about race, wish they would have chosen a better actress. That seems to be the general consensus when, when people talk about Zendaya. Uh, they're just like, she's not very good. Uh, Brian Scott, who's on our, um, on our Facebook feed at the moment, too, and, and he was a guest in the show, he actually... You know, as soon as I mentioned that, I was like, oh, did you hear about the new Mary Jane casting? He's like, oh, who is it? Zendaya. Oh, (laughs) that's kind of where he he kind of looked at it. James Donovan kind of even went a little further, throwing the latest Disney Channel superstar in there seems forced. And and I I can't disagree with that. Um, (laughs) Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Peterkin, who is awesome, by the way, this guy's awesome. He says, can I get my black card revoked real quick as a black man? I know, right? Who knew? I am absolutely sick of hearing about why some fictional character can't be black, but I'm even more tired of hearing they're doing a black or mulatto version of a character. I would have respected them more had they created a new love interest for Peter, who happened to be black or half black or Hispanic or Arabic or whatever, which they're doing in 
um, Miles Morales Spider-Man they have him and the uh, Muslim what is her I, forget, I think she's like Captain Marvel like the Muslim Captain Marvel are kind of like a love interest so they're doing new things in that so anyway it seems very forced every time they do it and it becomes very pointless if you want a representation of color in Spidey make a Miles Morales movie I want to see more original characters of color than rather than coloring in pre-existing characters can't disagree with any of that Tom Hutchison so Tilda Swinton is whitewashing, but this is progress. Bueller, Bueller. More arbitrary diversification for no other reason than to do so. I have no idea who this girl is, but she's not going to hold a candle to what has come before. And it's going to be a situation like Johnny Storm, only probably worse. And uh, again, kind of going into it. Wayne actually then responded to that, though, too, which was good. And again, you can check all this stuff out on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Tilda Swinton is whitewashing, as was the entire cast of Gods of Egypt. The coloring of a pre-existing character is just as bad, and I wish they'd stop. Um, definitely some really interesting things. Megan Hart, I like her. She's an okay actress for the type of work she's done. I'm curious to see her in this type of film. And Chris Kotsakis, who we're going to actually have on the show in a couple weeks. My five-year-old loves her in Casey Undercover. Let's find out what that means when it comes to when it comes time. Uh, Alexander Cato, fan of the show, just put up a little meme with a guy banging his head against the wall. So keep your reactions coming. At Alex Strent just joined us on Periscope. You can always join us on Periscope. We'll keep it back. We'll keep it running as long as I don't get the go f yourself comments as many uh, all, you know as as often as possible. At Alex Strent just asked, "What do you think about the new Ghostbusters?" Alex, you got to keep up this podcast, man. We we talked about that weeks ago. We talked about that weeks ago, but I'll give you my, my take on that really fast. Um, if you go to our SoundCloud account, soundcloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire, uh, we chimed in on Ghostbusters. All they had to do was make it a continuation and not a reboot. Don't make it a reboot. You erase everything that comes before. You piss off everybody. If you make it the daughters of, the relatives of, fans of, and keep the old legacy alive, I think you have a better movie instead of rehashing something. Like, why would you remake something that's great? And just redo it. They really just redid it. It's not like you're redoing something from like the 50s or the 60s when the special effects were not good and you couldn't do things with it. You know, do it when, you know, re remake these movies that should be remade, not, not movies that, you know, are classics that are only 30 years old. 30 years old is a, is, a, is a lot different now than what it was in the 80s and 90s. So that's our take on Ghostbusters. But you can always go and check out the podcast again. Go to our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Go to secretsofthesire.com, facebook.com slash, you guessed it, Secrets of the Sire. I want to showcase something for our listeners. I do apologize, it's bad radio, but this is what Sam kind of actually uncovered. Um, and I kind of showed it off before. Look at these. Look at this. This is from 1969. This, I think this is actually worth something. I don't know if anybody can tell me if, they, if not, but I, I feel like this is an iconic cover of Lois Lane um, stripping or trying to cut off the hair of Superman. I think that's actually, we're going we're gonna to donate that to the show if, if we can make any money off it. If anybody wants to buy it, it'll be 1000 bucks. Boom. Just go right to the Patreon page. Just sign up for it and do donate right now. All right. We're going to spin the racks we got a couple of things to talk about. Um, again, shout out to Tom Hutchison for, for bringing this to my attention. Invisible Iron Man Ree Williams takes on a new name. So, yeah. So, again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, it's the race swapping of characters or it's creating new characters, but having them take on the old titles. I mean, you have this diversification happening at Marvel. And originally they had Ree Williams was going to take over for... Uh, Iron Man um, for Tony Stark, but 
Uh, following the news last month that a new volume of Invincible Iron Man will feature a new lead, uh, Riri, oh boy, I can't talk tonight. Riri Williams, as opposed to Tony Stark's, the hero's code name has now been revealed. Um, as announced at Wired, Williams will go by the hero name Ironheart. So she won't be Iron Man. We, we actually kept saying Iron Maiden because we're just, you know, stupid and immature here. But um, Iron Woman seemed old-fashioned to some. Uh, Iron Maiden looked like a legal nightmare. <laughs> and Ironheart, coined by Joe Casada after I told him my planned story for Riri, speaks not only to the soul of the character, but to the Iron Man franchise as a whole. Great. She's now a separate Iron Man. She's like... She's like War Machine. She's like, you know, this is this is exactly what we're talking about. You don't need to make look. I get I get the the, the quandary. You need to get butts and seats, right? I mean, that's the big thing, right? Get butts and seats. Make these big announcements. Get people excited and get people interested. It, it worked. Look, it worked, and I get it, and that's fine. I I kind of get the marketing. I can separate the marketing from the story, um, but when you blatantly kind of poop all over the existing continuity or just kind of throw it out. You know, fans know. Fans know the difference. I think in this particular case, look, Brian Michael Bendis is a great writer. I think he's going to make it work regardless. I mean, his Miles Morales take, I love the series. Uh, some people have problems with it. Look, I get it. But for the most part, I think it's a, it's a positive representation. It's a positive step forward. Just like Wayne Peterkin had said in, in our comment section, you know, he wants to see more things like that. If he wants to see, you know, uh, a black Spider-Man, make it, make it a Miles Morales movie, you know. And I think that's exactly the way uh, this is going to be headed. Old Man Logan. Okay, we, we, we did tease this last week. This, is, this one's for Sam. Um, there were some pictures circulating of Hugh Jackman looking really, really old. And people were actually concerned about him because he looked like, like an AIDS patient, basically. He went from being like Hugh Jackman, who's 47 years old, don't get me wrong, and looking like really buff, to Hugh Jackman, boy, you need to go see a doctor. You're, you've been partying with Charlie Sheen now, haven't you? Like that, That's what he looked like. He really did not look good at all. But then people kind of started circulating hey that third that third wolverine movie's being shot it's gonna be old man logan uh which is it which is a like i guess i never read it I, I i can't i can't say that i have but um i can definitely say that it's a i i, I don't use the word iconic but it's it's definitely been a a well-received storyline old man logan it's him and his it's it's him in his later years and the ironic part is so marvel has this agenda they don't they don't cop to it they don't announce it but they do have this agenda i mean it's pretty obvious right i mean they're trumping they're, they're basically any new series that come out with is like in humans they still do have x-men and stuff like that but it's usually unrecognizable characters or they'll put deadpool in because he's really popular they'll put psylocke in because she was in the new movie but for the most part they are trumping non-x-men characters and 10 years ago wolverine was everywhere right wolverine was in every single comic book like they literally made it an initiative put wolverine in everything today he's in like one or two books, and he's old man Logan. He's not the young Logan. So, kind of thought it was funny that Fox now is making an old man Logan movie. So, almost kind of like one-upping Marvel in a way, right? Like, okay, your move, Marvel Comics. What are you going to do? The, are you going to bring the actual Wolverine back again? Or are you going to keep old man Logan going in the series? Because, like, the, the real Wolverine now is, like, she's uh, X-23, and she's got the Wolverine costume going on now. So, but... You know, maybe this is Fox's way of kind of sticking it to Marvel a little bit, kind of, kind of doing a little bit, um, you know, doing a little bit, doing a little shout out to them a little bit, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they do in, in, re, in re response to that, because they've already kind of shelved all the Fantastic Four books, but until they get the Fantastic Four franchise over back to Marvel Studios, which I think they will, and now that they have the Spider-Man, you know, series obviously never stopped doing Spider-Man, but 
it was definitely a different a different take altogether. All right, so that was Old Man Logan. We were going to talk about that last week, but uh, again, the news cycle. We got Mary Jane as Spider Man, as you know, sorry, Zendaya as Mary Jane in the new Spider Man movie. Send me your thoughts. I'd love to hear everything. You can post directly on the Facebook page. I will remove it if it is vulgar, like the "Go F Yourself" comment from Periscope, but that is okay. I love, I, I you know, I do. I love Periscope. I love the interaction. I love all the uh, people that um, join in. But I want to thank our guest Deborah Crane. She uh, is from Sailor Moon Crystal. She does the ADR writing. It's I'm telling you all this stuff coming back. Dragon Ball Z. I used to watch in college. See, that's that counts. Everything counts, I guess. As long as as long as it's got big eyes, a lot of action lines. It's 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 anime. Why do anime characters have big eyes? Why do anime characters have big, line, big eyes? It's a, it's a homage from the original animators to Americans because the original American comic books oh. Americans, so big eyes. Sam said that the original American comics had big eyes, so it was an actually homage to them. Right. Wow. But that was the in, original, original influence back in the old It's effing deep. Yeah. It's very deep. Oh boy! Well, now now we're going back in back in time. All right, next week we have a fall preview. We've got TV shows coming back. It's the end of the summer. Boo hoo! Um, you know who made it? Who survived Negan's bat in Walking Dead? How's Doctor Strange going to compare fair to other Marvel movies? We're going to talk about all that stuff. Um, it's just me next week. You're, you're stuck with me. I'll uh, hopefully drink a lot more water and not have a meeting right before my radio show as well, too. But uh, this has been Secrets of the Sire. Again, you can catch us every week here, 8 p.m. Eastern, TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 